Welcome to MedTech Talk, a weekly sit-down with the innovators, investors, and executives leading the MedTech sector. Now, here's your host, Tom Salemi. Hi, everyone. Welcome to MedTech Talk. My name is Tom Salemi, and I'll be your host. MedTech Talk will be a weekly conversation with MedTech's leaders and luminaries. Uh, MedTech Talk is an offshoot of the MedTech Investing Conference. The annual meeting will hold in May. Uh, it'll actually be this May 6th at the Lowe's Minneapolis Hotel. We really hope to see you there. Uh, for information about the conference, go to medtechconference.com. It's a fairly easy URL to remember. And you'll see all the information about our agenda, about our confirmed speakers, uh, and of course, registration information. Uh, it's, a, it's a great event, and I hope you'll join us on May 6th. But in addition to having MedTech's uh, leaders in one place on one day a year, uh, we wanted to broaden the, uh, the platform and give uh, the leaders in this sector of ours an ability to communicate their uh, stories more broadly. So we created MedTech Talk. Uh, this weekly podcast will feature a lot of the folks that you've seen on the panels and at the podiums at the MedTech Investing Conference, but we'll reach beyond that community as well. So we hope you'll listen each week to MedTech Talk. And of course, join us on May 6th at the MedTech Investing Conference. So those are the origins of MedTech Talk, the podcast. A little bit of information about myself. I've been uh, writing about the MedTech industry for over 15 years. Uh, I've written about the VCs, about big companies, about small companies. I've written for publications that actually have been printed on paper, believe it or not, and those that have been uh, published electronically. Uh, so this is a fairly new venture for me. I have been hosting the podcast affiliated with our Ophthalmology Innovation Summits. That podcast is called uh, OIS Podcast. Please uh, look that up. I think you'll enjoy many of the conversations I've had there. And we've carried the success of the OIS Podcast over to MedTech. So with no further delay, uh, let me introduce Lisa Earhart, the CEO of Intersect ENT. Intersect has had a great year, uh, both commercially and financially, having gone public last year. And Lisa is someone I've uh, been able to uh, speak with on several occasions, writing articles about Intersect's progress. Uh, she's always a, a treat to talk to and has a great perspective on all things MedTech. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. And stay tuned to the end for more information about the MedTech Investing Conference. Well, hi, Lisa. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks, Tom. Looking forward to it. So we'll, uh, we'll start this by just uh, appointing you. Uh, you're, you're now president of the, of the MedTech sector. Uh, give us you know, a, a state of the dress, a state of the MedTech industry address right now. How would you describe the environment uh, for MedTech companies? It seems to have obviously been some tough years. Uh, uh, recent years have been a little tough, but... But there, I hope, at least I seem to see a bit of a turnaround. How do you see things? Yeah, I mean, I think where there's challenges, there's clearly opportunities. I think um, to understand what's happening in MedTech, you really need to take a step back and look at the healthcare system more broadly. I mean, I do think sometimes people view the MedTech space as really part of the problem. You know, whether our devices are too expensive or it's all full of bells and whistles, there's always questions about the value we're bringing. And I think... Um, the fact of the matter is, you know, we only represent six cents of every dollar in healthcare. So I do think there's, as an industry, we have an incredible opportunity to really be part of the solution. 
um, whether it be driving efficiencies, increasing access, improving the quality of care. Um, I do think sort of wherever you are in the world today, sort of economies are strained and, and healthcare costs are really consuming an ever increasing portion of the budget. Um, this pressure coupled with the fact that there's you know, a huge number of people around the world that really lack access to even the most basic level of healthcare. Um, so really are facing challenges. And I do think um, these pressures have created a real focus on delivering value. And I do think we see it sort of ac acutely here in the US, whether you're a provider, or a hospital, healthcare system, a pair, or an industry like we are, I think the key question is, is how do we deliver both clinical and economic value, whether it be to patients, to physicians, and more broadly, the healthcare system? So if I think about the med tech industry, um, it's really, you know, I, I feel blessed to be part of it because it's really an industry that does amazing things. We create life-enhancing, life-saving innovation. Um, you know, but all this hard work is for naught if we don't really put more effort into ensuring that the value that we do um, create and the value of an innovation is really understood and realized. Um, it's really going to require all of us to make a greater investment in clinical evidence. Um, and, and that's hard, right? Because, you know, at the med tech space, you know, the really oftentimes the cost of the therapy is borne up front. Um, uh, but the value is really captured then, you know, outside of that setting of care, really over the patient's life. And I do think um, sort of that's playing out in space today. Um, the move to, you know, what's happening broadly with, you know, shared risks, accountable care organizations, I really, sh really should help us all in terms of focusing on what really matters. Um, so there's everything that's happening in the broad healthcare space. And then I think as an industry, you know, there, we have a few challenges. I mean, headwinds, as I would say, whether it be, you know, regulatory, reimbursement, you know, the medical device tax. I mean, I don't want to take the whole day because the list really does go on and on. But it does create sort of strain in the space. And when you say like what, you know, the state of the state, I would say things are stressed. I mean, from the standpoint of, um, you know, the majority of companies and medical device companies are really small companies. So really bringing new technologies to market um, is more challenging today than it ever has been. Um, I think all of that said then is sort of where I started is where there's, you know, where there's change, there's opportunity. And we are at like unprecedented level of change as in healthcare today. And I do think, you know, those companies that really focus on creating clinical and economic value and are really driving outcomes across that continuum of care, you know, have been and really will continue to be successful. So um, I'm very optimistic about the space and excited to be a player in it. That's a great point about the cost of, of med tech. I, I've seen that six cent figure before and it blew me away, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't think it was that low. I thought maybe it was in the teens. Uh, why do you think that med tech gets that reputation? Is it because, as you note, sort of the the payment is all up front as opposed to a drug where you're sort of paying little, quote unquote, little blade, little each month uh, or each year. Uh, why, why do you think MedTech is carrying this label as, as jacking up the cost of healthcare? You know, I think with any new technology, you know, people view it as, you know, um, really, you know, any innovation you're bringing to the space. And the thing is with MedTech, you can see it, you can feel it. And all the cost, as I said, is bared up front, right? So I think you're absolutely right there that that is a big part of it is, yeah, it does cost more. But if you think about where we're spending our dollars, it's not a med tech. I mean, and so that's where I, you know, we could do, we could cut the industry in half um, and we would still be faced with incredible challenges in terms of the healthcare spend. Um, and so that clearly is not the solution. Um, but I do think because, um, you know, we are technology, it is a concrete thing that people can point to, whether it be robotics or implants. Um, 
it is a, it is something that we can actually you know put our hands around. And your propel stent kind of fits right right into that thesis. I mean, you are essentially uh, creating a device. You've created a device that can uh, replace the need to have uh, more systemic delivery of, of steroids. You deliver it right where it's needed. It's, it's pinpoint. Uh, have you had trouble uh, selling that story, saying, you know, use this device instead of uh, giving, the patient, uh, giving the patient pills? Um, you know, I, I think you're right. I mean, we've had the same kind of challenges as others as it relates to sort of tight budgets and the fact that um, at least today, our products, you know, are used in the hospital or the ambulatory surgery setting. So the cost of the device is borne by um, by that that um, group of customers, if you will. Um, and then ultimately, the benefit is over the course of that patient's um, care and follow up. So uh, we obviously face that. I think from our perspective. The way we've been able to address that is we've invested heavily in clinical science. Uh, we're the only product used in sinus surgery that has level 1A evidence. It's the highest level of evidence. So um, the fact that we do have evidence that we are able to reduce costs over the continuum of care um, is more challenging today in the traditional setting, where it actually ironically is easier is sort of where the industry is heading in accountable care organizations, right? So those that are really looking across the continuum of care very quickly realize the benefit we bring to the table. So do you think MedTech has to come up with uh, a better ability to tell stories, to tell those sort of uh, benefit stories uh, that, that, that paint a picture of what uh, these devices actually bring to the table? And I'm not saying just about maybe marketing, but just it seems that we need to do a better job of, of explaining what the true impact of these devices are long term. Yeah, and I think that's that's probably our top challenge as an industry right now is how do we really um, communicate the value that we're, we're delivering. And um, it isn't, you know, no longer is just having safety and efficacy going to be sufficient to drive adoption. And I do think that investment um, in, in outcomes research is going to be huge for us and uh, will be critical to ensure that patients and physicians have access to, to innovative technology. Great. We're going to take a quick break for this message, and we'll be right back. To register for the MedTech Investing Conference, visit medtechconference.com. While you're in Minneapolis, plan to attend our inaugural Payer Provider Venture Summit, a first-of-its-kind meeting targeting the hospitals and insurance companies leading healthcare reform. Go to ppvsummit.com. And we're back. So, Lisa... Intersect is in uh, in Menlo Park, and it's uh, not near Sand Hill Road. It's on the other side of town, but still, it's a very nice area. What's it like? Uh, what's it like being a med tech firm in uh, in Silicon Valley? Is it kind of like being uh, part of the chess club or science club in high school? <laughs> well, as a, as a former member of maybe one of those clubs, uh, <laughs> it, it, it it is. I mean, you know, it's interesting because we're literally right in the heart of Silicon Valley. In fact, if I look out my window right now, I can see a glimpse of Facebook's growing campus. Um, it's literally right here. Is it and, as nice as yours? Um, it's quite nice. Um, you know, we we all choose to make investments, um, and we're choosing to really invest in innovation and clinical science. Um, and uh, they, they have quite the monstrosity. But, you know, it's not to take anything away from them. It's just that we are in an industry where um, and in a market where, you know, we've got Google and Apple and Facebook, you know, a few little companies that are 
um, doing great things in this world. Um, we are definitely, I would say, a, a very small piece of the overall economy, but I think having a really big impact just in a different way. Mm -hmm. And you were identified as, uh, as the fastest growing company in Silicon Valley by one of the local papers, right? Uh, yes, indeed. In fact, we were the fastest uh, um, company, uh, growing company in Silicon Valley. And that was just, it was fun because, as you might imagine, the majority of the companies were a lot of tech companies and software. So it was fun to uh, be able to stand amongst uh, sort of our peers in the Valley and, and talk about why uh, the med tech industry is as um, interesting and compelling opportunity as it is. Yeah, take that tech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's take a look at, at ENT. It's been one of those areas that's shown promise for years. I know we used to have a conference in the area, um, and it, it didn't seem for a long time to get traction. Obviously, the Clarion acquisition was a high point uh, and really, I think, gave a, a lot of people uh, an example to follow or something to shoot for. Uh, but now it seems like we're, we're, we're truly getting some, some traction. You've, you've had your commercial success. You've launched. You've had your IPO. Uh, you got companies like Intellis also having some success and Inspire as well. What has happened? Have have the companies and caught up with the opportunity, or has the opportunity caught up with the companies? Uh, that's a really interesting question, I and mean, I really think our company and the opportunity have really grown in parallel. I mean, it takes time to create a new market, if you will, and that's. When you think about ENT, I mean, except for Zomed, um, which, as you know, was acquired by Medtronic. Um, I believe it was 1999, and then a Clarent acquisition, um, which was in 2010. There really haven't been high-profile successes in ENT. And I think part of it is, you know, is really working um, in tandem with the ENT community to really understand their needs and really deliver solutions that matter. I think we're at a point now where there's starting to be more critical mass, and I think, like, technologies like the balloons, the propel, you know, really well positioned to become the standard of care. And I think with successes like that, um, we're all going to be able to invest back into the ENT space um, and bring more innovation forward. There's a lot of different things that the otolaryngologist treats, and we believe um, it's just a great opportunity, and we're excited to be one of the one of the few pursuing it. And you're moving forward with the Propel stand. You're testing sort of a, the next version, I guess, which would be something that would allow for treatment of sinusitis in uh, in the doctor's office, correct? Yeah, we have a couple of different products um, in in clinical trials right now. Actually, three clinical programs. One of which is um, to pursue an expanded indication for our Propel Mini device uh, for placement in one of the dependent or peripheral sinuses, the frontal sinus, which is right by your uh, eyebrow in your forehead. Um, we also have two products that are in uh, different stages of clinical programs, but are really focused on. Um, in-office uh, solutions, really less invasive, more cost-effective solutions for these um, challenging chronic sinusitis patients. So excited about that opportunity and um, be able to walk and chew gum at the same time, having a commercial effort and a pipeline. Not too many smaller companies have an, have an opportunity to do that. And you, you, were, you did manage to go public last year. Congratulations on that. Why, thank you. What was that process like? This was the first company you've, this is the first, first startup you've been CEO of, right? if you will. That's but not I really bad. Have, yeah, it's been a phenomenal experience. I, mean, I do feel like I've spent my whole career driving adoption of new technology. I'm in the early days of implantable defibrillators and discovering vein harvesting. And I've really dedicated my career to bringing new products to market, to be able to take Intersect from 
where it started when, you know, I joined seven years ago, which is really more an idea. There were a dozen people and taking it from the idea all the way to a commercial product and now a public company is really a, a thrilling experience. Um, you asked about the IPO. I would say it was super energizing. Um, uh, I, and I do think the whole team really draws a lot of energy from the experience and really views it in my mind as just the start of a new chapter. We're turning the page. Um, oftentimes people reflect like, wow, that's such a great achievement. Where do you go from now? I'm like, oh my goodness, there are so many things we have to do. And it really enables us to have the resources to really realize our full potential. Um, and at the end of the day, like our mission is still the same in terms of improving the quality of life of patients. We just now have more resources to be able to do just that. And what, what does that next chapter look like? You, you've brought in uh, just recently a chief commercial officer. Um, what is uh, his role going to be? And, and what do you see Intersect looking like uh, in three or four years? In your S1, you mentioned that you may be acquiring technologies. Do you see yourself becoming a, a larger player in ENT? Um, yeah, I mean, we think we have a lot of growth opportunities really at play today. I mean, you think about making Propel the standard of care. We've got the two additional products in the pipeline. Um, everything we're doing today is in the U.S., so um, there's obviously a third growth level if you think about OUS expansion. Um, and then there's everything outside of sinusitis that the ENT treats. And um, whether that be something that we do in terms of development or we acquire, we're obviously, you know, opportunistic, if you will. Um, but we think we're going to be, um, we are in a unique position already developing a sort of a dedicated ENT channel. Uh, we've got a lot of near-term opportunity, i.e. the next three to five years, really making localized drug delivery with our products, our sinus products, the standard of care. Um, but you think about everything that the ENT does, um, we do think there's an uh, opportunity to put additional products in our bag. So. Great. And final question. Was it the chess club or the science club? <laughs> I'm going to be silent on that. <laughs> Great. Well, I enjoyed our conversation as I always do. Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, Tom. Appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed the maiden voyage of MedTech Talk. A big, big thank you to Lisa Earnhardt. CEO of Intersect ENT, for joining us. Uh, it's a great treat to speak with her again. Please join us next week. I'll be speaking with Dennis War, CEO of Halera and co-chair of the MedTech Investing Conference. If you have some insights on this podcast or on the conference, email me at tom at healthogy.com. And healthogy is spelled like the word health, followed by the letters E G. Why? You can also follow me on Twitter at MedTechTom. So thank you again for listening. We look forward to your participation next week on this podcast. And of course, we can't wait to see you in Minneapolis on May 6th. Go to MedTechConference.com for details and to register to attend the MedTech Investing Conference. Join the innovators, entrepreneurs, and investors who are changing healthcare at MedTech Investing Conference on May 6th in Minneapolis. The premier event in MedTech Investing will bring together the industry's investors, entrepreneurs, strategics, and regulatory professionals in one of the country's richest MedTech communities, Minneapolis. This must-attend conference will leave attendees with the insights and connections necessary to find their own sure path to success. To register for the MedTech Investing Conference, go to www.medtechconference.com.